0: Yeah, You couldn't help it, I know you felt it Green and white, white and green Who are we, the Celtics? Who are we, the Celtics? Who are we, the Celtics? All right, Celtics fans, we are back. Another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPosito, and the Celtics beat the Golden State Warriors 120-108 in Game 1 of the NBA Finals in Golden State. Celtics stole a game on the road. This is what they do. Gonna follow today's podcast, same as usual, run through player of the game, uh, run through some of the highs, some of the lows, but before we dive into that, I want to say this podcast is brought to you by Riviere University in Nashua, New Hampshire. Riviere offers some of today's most sought-after undergraduate degree programs, including cybersecurity, biotechnology, and a top 100 nursing program. If you're looking to advance your career, Riviera offers a variety of graduate programs, both on campus and online, including a top 10 healthcare management MBA in grad programs in nursing, education, and computer science. With flexible schedules and tuition that is lower than our competitors, Riviera is a decision you'll be glad you made. Visit rivier.edu E-D-U for more information. Let's dive into this. The Celtics came out firing tonight. And this wasn't a, a pretty game through and through. Uh, but they pulled it off. And this is a tough one as far as player of the game goes. Because there are three guys in my mind that could get player of the game in this one. Jalen Brown which I think I'm going to stick with here, Al Horford and Derek White. All three of those guys tonight played at the player of the game quality. Uh, but the one guy that really shifted the entire momentum, pun intended, whatever you want to say. I know Jalen Brown came out with that tweet. The energy is about to shift. He shifted the energy tonight. Uh, he The Celtics came out And after the third quarter, uh, really fell behind. They were down 92-80 after giving up 38 third quarter points, including 11 second chance points off of offensive rebounds, just bad plays, right? So we were down 12 after the third quarter. And Jalen Brown came out and just lit it up. Had 14 points after... The third quarter ended the game with 24. So 10 points in that fourth quarter and was just super efficient. He was the one that switched everything for the Celtics team. Uh, But we also saw some really, really solid performances all around from, you know, Horford uh, also Derek white Al Horford, similar to Jalen Brown uh, had 15 points. After the third, ended the game with 26. So these guys stepped up in a major way. You look at the total stat line for JB, 24.7 rebounds, 5 assists. Uh, the shooting numbers, not as good as what we would see from Jalen Brown, but significantly better in the fourth. Al Horford, 26.6 rebounds, 3 assists, 9 of 12 from the field, 6 of 8 from 3. Also chipped in a steal. So, like, these guys played at such, such a high level tonight. Uh, You have to love to see it. Al Horford, the guy that played 141 games before making to the NBA Finals, comes out and throws this game out here as his first performance. What a legendary Game 1 of the NBA Finals for Al Horford. I just absolutely love to see it. The unsung hero of tonight, though, is Mr. Doesn't Get Enough Credit, Derek White. And that's his nickname now. I'm rolling with it. Because this guy, I've talked about it a million times, does not get the credit he deserves uh, for the way he plays basketball for this team. But tonight was just doing everything. He ended the night 21 points, Uh, One rebound, three assists on six of 11 from the field, five of eight from three, including a couple massive, massive threes. He had a huge three from JB to make it a one-point game with like six minutes left, and then hit a massive three right in Steph Curry's eye to tie the game at 103. And that right there was kind of the tipping point Uh, and where the Celtics went on a massive run. The Celtics went on a 17-0 run towards the end of the fourth, on top of a 9-0 run to start the fourth. So this is a game of runs. I've talked about it before, but this truly was that. You gotta give the Celtics a lot of credit here. They had a bad third quarter, and I mean bad, bad third quarter. 38 points, we gave up to the warriors. Got outscored 38-24. The fourth quarter was arguably the best quarter of basketball I have ever seen ever. The Celtics outscored the Warriors 40 to 16 in that fourth quarter. 40 to 16. These numbers are ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh and a lot of it you got to just give credit to Al Horford, to Robert Williams, to Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart tonight had so many strong, strong defensive plays. You know, even starting the game right off the bat, he had that unbelievable strip on Jordan Poole. But, late in that game, he drew a offensive foul on Curry, then hit a huge three to go up 14. I guess that you can't really say it's a huge three if it's going up 14. Uh, but, Really solid. Took a big charge on Curry. Uh, Behind the back floater. A couple of just really beautiful plays for Marcus Smart tonight. And you look at the stat sheet for him. uh, He kind of did a little bit of everything. The shooting was efficient. 18 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 7 of 11 from the field. 4 of 7 from 3. Solid. Solid. Like you look up and down. We had some good performances throughout. Uh I think really the, the three main guys tonight though, like your big three is Jalen Brown, Al Horford, Derek White. And obviously that's not their actual big three, but those are the three guys that just came in and lit it up. The shooting was there. Jalen Brown. I wanna I wanna come back to him for a second here. In the majority of today's game, he was getting Every mid-range he wanted. There was nobody on this Warriors team that was stepping in the way of his mid-range. And he got to his spot. And this is the reason that the energy shifted in that fourth quarter. Jalen Brown continued to drive. He got to his mid-range. He was making shots happen. And that's it. Like That's the the beautiful part of Jalen Brown's uh, game tonight. He just came out, wanted to be aggressive, and did it. And listen, I'm not going to talk too much about Jason Tatum in this section here. Because honestly, I thought he played horrible. But I want to give him credit for this one thing here. Facilitating. He ended the game with 13 assists tonight. This was as bad of a game as you could ask for from Jason Tatum as far as shooting and turning the ball over, like it was just not a good game. Like not a good game. Uh, He shot three of 17 from the field, one of five from three. But when the shots weren't falling, he found guys. And that's what you need him to do. Like you can't have him go out, have these clunker games where he's not shooting well, and he's basically a a zero on offense like tonight even plus minus you look at it he was a plus 16 which was third highest behind Jalen Brown and Derek White and again single game plus minus I keep bringing it up it's not always a great stat to talk about but it shows that he was doing stuff like he was active he was getting other guys involved He wasn't very aggressive trying to find his shot. He took a lot of, I don't know, easy threes uh, that he just couldn't hit. And he tried to get, he didn't try, he didn't, he wasn't aggressive getting to the rim. And that's where the Celtics fell apart here, right? Or that's where Jason Tatum fell apart here. But you got to give him a little bit of credit here because this, he really just got everybody involved You know, he had 13 assists, led the team by far. Marcus Smart had four. Jalen Brown had five, who was number two. Uh, But Jason Tatum had 13. Of the teams, 33. Like, the Celtics had 33 assists on 43 makes. That's an unbelievable stat. And the Celtics just hit a lot of their threes. You know, this this whole team stepped up tonight. Uh, you know, even Peyton Pritchard, even Peyton Pritchard, I thought he had a really solid run, 16 minutes, uh, eight points, two of three from three, like guys were stepping up. Derek White, six of 11 or five of eight from three. So when Jason Tatum, when Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart drove into the paint, we found easy, easy threes. And it shows when you look at the, when you look at the box score, the Celtics shot twenty-one of forty-one from three. Twenty-one of forty-one—that's fifty-one percent from three. Like we shot fifty percent from the field, so we shot higher from three than we did from the field. But a lot of it comes down to the fact that the Celtics were aggressive. They're not pull-up threes. Some of Derek's, some of Derek White's were, just because the shot clock was running down and he just made these incredible shots. But a lot of these shots are fairly open threes. You know, Marcus Smart, similar, like, same exact thing with him. It started a lot in the first quarter for him. He had two, two threes in the first, like, four minutes. Both of them were wide open. Like, this Warriors team made it very clear that they wanted to double Tatum uh, or make Tatum's life hell. And it showed, you know, 3 of 17, They did a pretty good job defending him. But when they're leaving other guys like a Marcus Smart, like a Derek White, and they step up and hit these shots, this team becomes so good. So good. Uh, And tonight, guys hit shots. And that's what this boils down to. Uh, you love, love to see it from the Celtics team. The winner of game one, in the NBA Finals, goes on to win the series 70% of the time. I'm curious to see what that stat looks like uh, for an away team that wins game one. Because that's in total. Meaning, some home teams should be winning game one because it's on their home court. If you defend home court, you can do your job. But If an away team comes in, steals game one, I bet that number is even higher, which is beautiful to see. I'm not huge into all of these stats coming up on the screen right now uh, because the Celtics have proved those stats wrong already a million times this postseason, but it's always good to see the Celtics take a 1-0 series lead. In the NBA Finals, we are three games away from Banner 18 here. With that being said, I want to dive into what the Celtics need to do in order to secure Banner 18, because there are a lot of things that need to be cleaned up tonight. Before we dive into some of the negatives, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Are you ready for the NBA champs to be crowned? Join the finals action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, New customers can make any $5 NBA bet and get $150 in free bets instantly. Looking to turn another small bet into a big payday during the NBA Finals? With a DraftKings same-game parlay, you can do just that. This NBA season, a customer placed a $5 same-game parlay and won over $5,000. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, Total threes made, total rebounds, and more. And boom, and you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilize the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimmis with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. All right, so let's dive into some of the negatives here. Uh, Again, I'll try to keep this section short, but the Celtics' first quarter was, actually, and third quarter, for that matter, was abysmal. Uh, Talked about it briefly in the first half. But we got outscored 32-28 in the first. And we got outscored 38-24 in the third. The big issue in the first quarter, though, was Steph Curry. Uh, We allowed Curry to get 21 points on 6 of 8 from 3. A couple of those shots were wide open. Now, The Celtics did a much better job defending Steph Curry after that. Uh, He still ended up with 34 points, but again, he had 21 after the first. So we held him to just 13 points in the remaining three quarters. Uh, But this is an issue with the Celtics' defense that we haven't really seen in a long time. Drop defense was abysmal, uh, or the switching defense was abysmal. They... Opted to drop in coverage a lot. And that's where Curry got a lot of these wide open threes. It happened with Tice a couple times when he was in there. It happened with Time Lord. It happened with Al. It happened against JB. A lot of them, when they were going in with switches, uh, they dropped in coverage. They dropped behind the screen. And Steph Curry is too good of a shooter. It happened so many times tonight uh, specifically, it happened a ton in that first quarter, uh, but this is something the Celtics need to figure out because the way that they defended Curry tonight is not going to work all series long. Like tonight, you gave him a lot of good looks. Like he was still, he was 34 points, seven of 14 from three, 12 of 25 from the field. So it's not like they really shut him down in the remaining three quarters, he just didn't shoot as much like that first quarter. He didn't really miss anything, but he was taking good shots. So I'll give the Celtics a little bit of credit for, for tightening it up a little bit and making it a little bit harder. They weren't giving him wide open shots as much. And that's the reason that his shot count was down. Uh, but the Celtics need to clean that up. So that to me is a huge issue. The third quarter, the big issue was offensive rebounds. And they gave up 11 second chance points in that third quarter. And one of the things that's plagued the Celtics so much uh, has been offensive rebounds. Like We gave up 12 offensive rebounds tonight. Uh, and a lot of them came in that third quarter. You've got to give Kevon Looney... A lot of respect here because he came out, absolutely dominated the glass tonight. Uh, And as a Celtics fan, you hate to see that. This is a game where Looney had nine rebounds, uh, six of which were offensive. That's an issue. Like, this Celtics team runs a bigger lineup. When you've got Jason Tatum playing at the three... And you've, who is 6'10, you've got Al Horford and Time Lord, you should not be out rebounded. And that was a huge thing for the Celtics team. You know, and I talked about Jason Tatum here. You know, he was a, a big part of that. Jason Tatum obviously got his 13 assists. That part, great. However, the rest of his game was bad. Defensively, not really boxing out. Wasn't getting back, and just couldn't hit anything. So when he took a bad shot, he kind of let guys pass him. He had one play where everyone was freaking out, saying that it was such an unbelievable play where he stole the ball from Steph Curry late, and it was a great. It was a great steal, it led to a Jalen Brown, uh, and one. So it came at a huge moment, but it was also after he took a horrible shot. And it looked like he was going for a take foul on Steph Curry, but just happened to steal the ball, get the ball to JB for the basket. Right? So even when he's like trying to defend, like he kind of got away with that one. Like that to me looked like it should have been a foul. And I don't know. You just, you got to expect a better game from Jason Tatum. Typically, when he comes out and plays like this, the next game is a monster game. So we could be seeing Jason Tatum come in, go nuclear in game two, which if you're a Celtics fan would be amazing after a a 1-0 series lead, after taking, stealing the game tonight. But there's a, again, things that the Celtics need to clean up. The offensive rebounding is one of them. Turnovers. Turnovers. I talked about it after we beat the Heat, right? You cannot turn the ball over against this Warriors team. Uh, we had fourteen turnover, or 13 turnovers tonight, uh, and they scored. They scored on them. Actually, only 10 points off turnovers, so I'll actually give the Celtics a little bit of credit there. Got out in transition, stopped them. Jalen Brown had an unbelievable transition block, Uh, but so did Time Lord. Time Lord tonight had a a sneaky good defensive game. Didn't really do much uh, throughout the rest of the game, but still had four blocks tonight. So he got beat a couple times, but blocked a Curry three-pointer, blocked a transition, transition bucket. Guys are stepping up. Like, this isn't a perfect game. Not everybody played great. Like, I don't think Time Lord had a great game, but defensively, there were a couple points tonight where he was great. You can't really ask for too much more. Uh, and again, kind of the same thing on Tatum. He obviously had the 13 assists, which is great, didn't really do much elsewhere. Like, this is guys stepping up in certain areas at certain times and playing well. We've talked about it a couple times on, you know, in the playoffs so far. Like, if we had just five minutes of good Jason Tatum, we would have won. Tonight we had that. It's a, it's a little spread out, uh, but Jason Tatum found guys. So this isn't one of his clunker games. He's not gonna get a ton of like shit from it because he performed in other areas. Is it a great game? Absolutely not. Was it terrible? No. Right? Like he did other things. So in game two, the Celtics need to clean up the turnovers a little bit. They really need to get better on the offensive glass. Uh, And Jason Tatum needs to step up. Like outside of those three things, this is a really solid game. You need bench players like Peyton Pritchard, like Derek White to step up. I would love to see Grant. Get a little bit more time. Like he played tonight. I wouldn't, I'm not going to say he was a huge factor. I think defensively, he does not get enough credit in this game. Uh, And looking back on it now, seeing as I haven't really talked about him, uh, maybe I'm the person not giving him credit. But he defended Steph Curry a lot in the second half, he defended Clay Thompson, he was on Draymond Green. Like, he was defending everybody. Andrew Wiggins, he literally defended one through five tonight in that second half and did a damn good job. So, we need all of these guys to step up because you know the Warriors, with all of this experience, are going to come out firing. They're going to make their adjustments, they're going to figure out what they need to do. This is a team prior to today's game. Uh, came in with 123 games of NBA Finals experience. The Celtics came in with zero. It goes to show you that every team starts somewhere. NBA Finals experience doesn't always mean everything uh, on a game-by-game basis. But what you can count on is this Warriors team is battle-tested. They're not going to go away. This is not a team that's just going to collapse and be like, all right, well, you beat us, you smacked us in game one. We're going to lay down. It's not going to happen. So the Celtics need to clean up those things uh, and come out ready uh, for game two here. They've got two days rest. Don't play again till Sunday night at 8 o'clock, uh, which gives Time Lord a little bit more time to rest. So hopefully he comes out feeling a little bit better uh, and the Celtics can pull this off. But that's where we're gonna wrap things up today. Great, great win for the Boston Celtics to take a 1-0 series lead in the NBA Finals. Three games left till banner 18. If you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA CelticsGuy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die. And more importantly, make sure to rate and review the podcast. Five star written review. Have a great night Celtics fans. We will talk soon. Yeah. You couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?